following is a special presentation of the Benefit of the Dowd podcast. From Chicago, it's the Doubting Thomas podcast with Clifton Thomas and your host, Welcome to the Doubting Thomas Monthly Recap for November of 2021. Can you believe it is November already? It is crazy. And joining me super early in the morning here, not really super early, but considering it's Thanksgiving weekend, it's a little super early, but joining me is Clifton M. Thomas. Cliff, good morning. Good morning. Yeah, this is an early morning, uh, early morning podcast on the Saturday. So I don't know. I've been, I've been kind of kicking back and forth, like what to call. Do you call this like the Saturday of Black Friday, or like is this like you know Deals Week, Black Weekend? I don't know what to call this. It's like it's the lull in between Black Friday and Cyber Monday. Yeah, I know, and it's just so or, weird because, it's or as like, I like to call it, letting my letting uh, not having to shave for a few days. Mm, yeah, mm, indeed. Nice. We uh, yeah, because like I was writing my script for this weekend, and I'm like, you know, I just want it's the weekend of Black Friday. No, that doesn't work. It's the Black Sunday. That that's not a what? thing. Is it Cyber Sunday? I don't know. Black it's Sunday is a thing, but it's it's an album from the nineties. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, so I was like, I'm, and you know what? I'm still writing that script as we speak, so I mm. guess we'll find out what I land on later. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and, uh, you know, speaking of which, if you are watching this live, thank you very much, but for everybody else, this will be coming out in December, so we're going to be talking about some things that are going to happen tomorrow <laughs> that that will have happened 10 days ago. Isn't it fun how that works out? But uh, It's the future, future, future. And it the past, is. Past, it past, is. Past. Uh, meantime, in personal news, I'm enjoying Enjoying my last weekend as a non-worker until I go full steam ahead with digital trends. And I logged into my digital trends email for the first time yesterday after setting up the uh, laptop. And it's like meeting, 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 meeting. I'm like, oh, corporate life. I remember you. <laughs> so like, it's just wall-to-wall invitations for like the first two weeks of like, meet with this person, meet with this person, meet with this person. So yeah. that's going to be fun. On- onboarding is always a good time. Mm. Indeed, I don't know if indeed. I mean that or not. In the meantime, how is it November already? This is so weird. How is it almost this, December, for that matter? This is going to be one of those years, like, I, and, you know, this is total tangent, but that's because it's 9.30 in the morning. But this is going to be, one, like, one of those years I get the feeling, like, I, you know, my family celebrates Christmas, and, I'm, and I think yours does, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, I have these on years and off years of, like, feeling the Christmas spirit and not cr- feeling the Christmas spirit. And I get the feeling this is going to be an off year for me just because, like, the whole year kind of snuck up on me. And at the same time, we're going to Disney two days after Christmas. So it's going to be like I'm going to be looking past Christmas to get to Disney. You know what I mean? Mm, <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. I, um, I don't know. I I don't have anything to look forward to that that far out. So for me, it's just um, I think I'm just looking forward to the little uh, respites from work. And, yeah. Uh, you know. Yeah. The, the stuff like having four days off in a row is 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 is, is nice. Yeah. Right. So it's it is. Just, that's the the little things at this point. I, you know, I, 
so my family has a, tr a tradition where we go um, in, and we get our Christmas tree uh, the day after. So on Black Friday, actually. Mm. So that the tree is actually going to be decorated today. I got it in the stand, which is always like the biggest thing, getting it balanced and everything. And then we, yeah, yeah, yeah. we kind of let it floof out and then make sure there's yeah. no squirrels in there. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I think once that happens and, and, and we get the house decorated, I'll, I'll be in a little bit more in the, the Christmas spirit. So yeah, right now I'm just kind of, it's like it's there and yeah. I can see it coming, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not feeling too Scrooges this, Scrooges this year. We'll see. Well, that's good. That's good. Yeah. So maybe one of us can maintain. So uh, anyway, so yeah, we've had a November. It was indeed a November. <laughs> and um, we started off November with our iPhone 13 Pro review, which is a month earlier than it was last year. So that's, that's good. That so feels that means more than a month ago. Golly. I know, right? Right, but yeah, we were just talking, and you know, it's funny, and and it kind of sucks actually, because I was just thinking to myself the other day, like there was some part of the iPhone that I don't feel feel like we really touched on in the review, and for the life of me, I can't remember what it was. <laughs> so I guess we'll continue to not touch on it, um, but just like in general, you know, I began. You know what I'm gonna, you know, what I am gonna say is uh, because we covered the Pixel Six last month, but. Um, you know, this year is the the like probably like the third year. This will this will be the third year in which I'll do the iOS Android, you know, transition thing. Right. And like, uh, man, last year was easy. Like last year, you know, I had the iPhone 12 Pro. It was exciting. It was cool. And like, I used that all through March, no problem. This year, I've got the Pixel Six kind of waving at me from over here, saying, "Yo." You know you wanna. Come on. <laughs> Come on, you dirty girl. Come on over here. And it's like, man, the Pixel 6 is just so hot. Like, I am so digging, crushing on this phone. Like, un, 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 unashamedly, I'm kind of crushing on this phone. And you know what? It's the same thing as, like, the Pixel 4a. I kind of don't know why. Like, it's, mm. you know, it's, it's a little bit bigger than I normally want in a phone. And it doesn't even have the periscope lens. But for some reason, like, the Pixel 6 is just really tempting me to, like, just come over here. Use this. Don't worry about that iPhone. Yeah, don't. Don't, don't, you don't yeah. need that. I, I'm here to fulfill all your needs. I, I agree. Obviously, I'm not um, coming from from iOS and, and, right. and having that you know that oh what is already an awesome phone. Um, but you know, I did have the the uh, Samsung Galaxy S21 Ultra for a long time. And honestly, and I and I and I did uh, end up selling it to get the Pixel Six just because it's mm. something about the 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 promise of Tensor and all that just had me just you know and and I it has lived up to my expectations so far. Um, I would say sometimes I do wish I I had the uh, the telephoto, but um, you know I yeah. I really really do like this phone and it's it's gotten me excited about doing uh, smartphone photography again. I I got a chance to take some pictures of family when when my uh, when my parents were here uh, for Thanksgiving, and it just yeah, I you know, saw those. It really just, without having to to touch them, the the pictures are just so good right out of the camera. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm 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 very impressed. So uh, you know, I'll hopefully get a chance to um, going down to visit family today, uh, nice. and uh, yeah, so hopefully I'll get a chance to to shoot with it again. Just it, it really does get me excited about capturing moments, and uh, there's not there's very few phones that that that. Get get me that excited about um, 
taking pictures more than a, a Pixel does, and specifically yeah. the Pixel 6. So, yeah, I, I really have enjoyed my time with this phone so far. And did I show you I got the Kylo Ren uh, oh, phone case nice. for, the, uh, for the Pixel 6? This is from Caseology. Uh, so my uh, my old editor, Jeremy, man, I have to call him my old editor now. That sucks. <laughs> anyway, my old editor from, uh, from Android Central, Jeremy, was showing off his pictures of his Kylo Ren, and it's not called a Kylo Ren. It's just you know a red it's and just black the red and case, black. But yeah, yeah right. Um, but he was calling it the Kylo Ren case, and I'm like, oh, that is so awesome. And so like, I went to Caseology, and it was all sold out. And I'm mm. like, oh man, it's all sold out. And Caseology hit me up in DMs and like, well, hey, you know, we oh, like wow, you, nice. boo. So yeah, so they sent that they sent that over along with along with some other cases for the uh, iPhone 13. That I still need to do the review roundup, the case roundup for YouTube, which I am going to do. I swear to God, I am going to do that. But it's just, it's just you know, not during, not during November. You know, dur- not during the month that I had the most time to do it. That's yeah. So I'm, but um, but yeah. So I am doing a case roundup for the iPhone 13. Watch for that probably in the next couple of weeks, and uh, you know, in between meetings, I'll do that. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, so it's, uh, it's, it's all good. So, but like, you know, just getting back to the iPhone, like, it's not that the iPhone is bad. It's just, it's kind of, it's, it's, and it's almost a trope to say this, but it's a little stale. It's like a little bit, you know, I, I feel like, you know, I think the main reason was because like, I've been learning iOS a little bit more and a little bit more every time I use it. So like, now I kind of feel like I have it down. So it's like. I'm less excited about it, um, and I set up I set up sleep tracking on my on my Apple Watch. Which, by the way, you know, if you were wondering how I was managing to get two days out of an Apple Watch, it's because I hadn't set up sleep tra- tracking yet, mm. and like that just pff, that just killed battery life absolutely. Um, but uh, but yeah, so like the Apple Watch still has me a lot more excited than the iPhone does, and I just wish that there was a way to make the Apple Watch work with a Pixel Six, <laughs> but there there is not. I would say um, that there is no way to do that outside of like a European government mandate or something. In the same yeah. way that like uh, right to repair has has been kind of enforced upon Apple. So and like you know, part of me would be excited about the prospect of like a Pixel Watch because maybe Google could do mm. what Apple did and like make them really work seamlessly together. But the app support still isn't there. Like there's right. there's you know, and that's that's the thing about the Apple Watch is the app support is just so good. And like that's on, on Android, it is not so good. No. <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, so I mean, that kind of, you know, if I think of what I wanted to talk about with the iPhone, maybe I can mention it in like a mini segment on the podcast later on. But I was just, I was just thinking, like, man, there's something that we didn't touch on, and I don't remember what it is. Well, what you mentioned actually is exactly what I was going to say. Though, is I, I feel like your Apple. The excitement that he really has has been with the Apple Watch, and that, you know, I can understand with the iPhone 13, even with the Pro, because it is sort of the the talk here on the TikTok cycle for Apple, and so yeah. the hardware design is not really updated; it's just new colors, and I mean, yeah, it's beyond that, but it still looks a lot like, uh, you know, the 12 series, and mm-hmm. so it's it's harder to get excited about it, um, because uh, at least on the software side, compared to. Uh, Android 12 because Android 12 has inter- has a uh, has a lot of new pretty. Yeah, it, it, it's yeah, the bell of the ball true. this year when it comes to software. So 
Very true. And I think, like, when I go to Disney this year, I think I am going to do, like, a, I think I'm going to make the theme of my Disney trip an, an iPhone versus Pixel, like, photo mm. comparison. Like, you know, which which phone was I happier to have, like, at Disney while I was capturing all these memories? So that'll be another YouTube video that I probably put off making. Um, but we'll, uh, no, no, seriously, I'll, I'll, I'll make the video. And I think, like, it would be better if I had a Pixel 6 Pro just because, mm. you know, they have like similar telephoto capabilities as well but i think that's also another you know another arrow in the quiver of pixel if it can if it can manage to do a really good job then you know that's just another reason to buy this now for black friday weekend 500 dollar phone like at 600 dollars, this phone is a steal at 500 dollars, you honestly should be arrested just for buying it it's right, like right exactly it's just, uh, I mean, God, God, Pixel, you are doing so many things. Did I say God? God, I meant Google. God, Google, you're doing so much, so many good things with this, uh, with this phone, especially with the aggressive price point. So keep up that aggressiveness next year. Yes, I, I, I think, um, I think they will. I think, I think, uh, yeah, I, I I would be very disappointed in Google if this was sort of a way to get people to start thinking about pixel again and then the, the price just creeps up and then they you know they'll add features to it and then oh, you can't see it here but i'm doing like the 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 two the air quotes the air and, quotes and, yeah. then, and then it's like 50 dollars and 100 dollars, kind of similar I, I hope it's not like one plus where every year it just gets a little bit just more expensive a little and, more expensive and then we're like hey wait a minute and like related, can you believe that they're gonna make a Pixel Six A? Like, <laughs> what are they gonna do to make this cheaper? <laughs> now I've heard that they they might downgrade the camera setup and probably go back to like twelve megapixel sensors right. or like probably like Pixel Pixel Pre Six camera hardware. Right. But I mean, like even that wasn't that bad. <laughs> I mean, what what's what's actually got me a little um. I don't want to say annoyed, but it's just is the fact that it's not going to have its own um, design language. I, I do like that they're going to continue that the, the at least according to the, the leaks of of the six that they're that that it's going to have you know a similar style to the Pixel Six and Pixel Six Pro. But I mean, right? It looks just like at least in the renders, it looks just like the Pixel Six. And I, yeah, you know, it's like if you bought the. If you bought the Mustang GT, then the, and then the, they, the regular Mustang looks just like your Mustang. You're like, well, well, what, what did I need all? <laughs> you just get what I'm saying. It's go, like you can go faster, yeah. faster, faster. But yeah. So anyway, um, yeah, and I like how we spent this entire iPhone segment talking about the Pixel Six. Pixel. So that's mm -hmm. just how we roll here on the on the benefit of a Dow Doubting Thomas monthly recap. So let's. Exactly. Um, Let's fast forward. Now, the next week we talked about the Xiaomi phone, the Redmi mm -hmm. 10, which, I mean, you know, that was a... And you know what? By the way, I've been podcasting for, what, seven years now? Something like that. I've, I've you know, worked on and slash built, like, six different shows. I only just this week learned that what we're doing right now is called a panel podcast. Did you know that? I did not. I mean, it makes sense. Like you, I mean, you and I, like internally, we call it like a back and forth, or I used to call it like three three guys and a mic, basically. But yeah, right. a panel podcast, much more elegant name. It so is. That, Plus, it's got that's that what that we're almost doing alliteration. Right now. Like I, I, I like them. 
Yeah, that's what we're doing right now. And by the way, um, for those of you who may or may not have noticed, um, Cliff and I have done a panel, air quotes, panel podcast for each of the last four phone reviews that we've done. That's right. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, we did the Xiaomi and the iPhone 13, and I deleted everything before November in my editorial calendar, so I don't remember. (laughs) Um, But, like, we've done panel podcasts for those, and the reason is because patreon.com slash benefit of a doubt, we ran a vote, we ran a poll there for current mm-hmm. patrons to say, hey, what do you prefer? Like, do you want me to, like, just drone on about a phone for 15 minutes? Or do you want Cliff and I to talk back and forth about it? Now, I didn't exactly frame it like that, because the, the way that frames it, I have a, a clear favorite. Yeah. I'm actually fine either way. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's... A, a panel podcast is a little bit less work because i don't have to like write out 20 minutes of talking so like it you know it's it's a little bit okay in that regard but you know they have their they both have their pluses and minuses honestly but the patron patron said you know we like it when you get together with cliff and i said you know what i like it when i get together with cliff so let's get together with cliff and so we've done that for the last four and i'm kind of interested to hear like what the rest of the world kind of thinks about this so if you have any thoughts um, you know, you can hit us up at Twitter, you know, Dead Technology or Clifton M. Thomas or, you know, I know Crazy Thought at Benefit of Dowd on Twitter if you want. <laughs> so um, any of those hit us up there or, you know, host at um, Benefit of will get you to my email address. So let me know what you think. If, you, if you're digging this, cool. If you want to go back to the other style, the more air quotes narrative style then uh you know i'm i'm happy to do that too so yeah or if uh, you want if you like a mix or if there's certain phones that you yeah. want here certain yeah. phones you want with a certain style and certain phone you know we we can we can mix it up yep we can we can throw it into a hat and just jiggle it around so speaking of um, mix did you want to talk about xiaomi uh, actually, no. <laughs> uh, well, because like you know, because we did this panel podcast mm. style, we kind of covered like everything that I we agree. would normally right. cover. Unless you have any other final thoughts um, about it, but what I wanted to kind of focus on was the Soundcore glasses sure. that ran alongside that, like the kind of mini review, the tech. Yeah, I believe it was. Um, and the main reason is because, like, I, I've, I've been curious about glasses. So, actually, before I dive into this, did you have any final thoughts on the Xiaomi? Or I think we covered a lot of it. I, I think I, I said everything I needed to say about it. I, I, okay. I really I was thinking about that phone for, um, like, a week afterwards just because it, it had been probably two weeks since I had, you know, used it as my daily mm-hmm. driver. Um, yeah, I, I just, I, if anything, I just, I wish that... Uh, Xiaomi phones were like available. officially available here in yeah. North America because I think in the absence of and I, this is really what I was thinking about is is, is the success of that with, now that LG is gone from the market Motorola has moved up into that I guess it's like the number three spot mm-hmm. something like yeah. that yeah um, I saw that and and I've seen some editorials that were were exactly what I was thinking that it's not necessarily because of anything that Moto was doing outright. You know, it's just that they do have no. a bunch of well-priced devices, but, you know, they have, they don't have a particularly great, um, you know, like, update policy and things like that. And I think consumers deserve better. And I think with yeah. competition from Xiaomi, I think that uh, it could really uh, improve the overall quality of devices uh, from, from multiple manufacturers that we're getting here in this market, especially very for people true. who don't want to buy flagships. So Yeah, very true. Very true. So, And I think there's... 
there's maybe a podcast to be had to talk mm. about the disparity between consumers of flagship level devices versus consumers of everything else and like how the flagship level devices get the most attention but in reality the the sales are not nearly what they are to the mid-range and below and like you know we'll go on and talk about you know for 40 minutes we'll talk about the iphone 13 pro whereas like the you know average consumer if you want to use the air quotes are still probably rocking like an iphone 10r or right, something right. like that which is still a respectable phone like um you know and did you see i don't know if you saw this but uh did i am i going to talk about this this week i don't remember but there's a mod kit that you can buy on um online for like 40 bucks where you can take the internals of an iphone 10r and put them into what amounts to an iphone 13 case and so, like, it basically looks like you have an iPhone 13, but the internals are like an iPhone 10R. It's it's actually like a lot easier than it's it like really reverse hot. It's like a reverse hot rod. Well, no, well, yeah. I mean, it, it's yeah. It, it, you're right. You're right because you're taking the internals an inferior thing. I just, I guess, just for a new look. I don't know. Yeah, but I, it's, I, I can see that. But I mean, you could also achieve something like that just by putting a cool looking case on your XR. Yeah. Yeah, so I, you know what? But I that is I interesting. This, I thought I had this in my news rundown, but I'm not seeing it. So maybe I should add that. I do <laughs> but, think it is neat that they got uh, that the the guy in uh, I believe it was Switzerland got uh, USB C going on a. Um, an oh yeah, 10, yeah, 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 yeah. And then dude. he has actually put the instructions for it on GitHub so that someone else can do it. He, I mean, he did auction off his phone, I think. But um, what was the final price on that? It was like. <laughs> Eighty something thousand dollars. Oh, eighty six thousand and one dollar. <laughs> so yeah, that's crazy. And yeah, that was just a couple weeks ago. But yeah, um, so like you know, Apple. Look at that. If you saw, if you made an iPhone with USB C, you could sell it for eighty six thousand dollars. Apple. Wow. I'm just saying. Anyway, um, yeah. <laughs> just so we one should. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. All right. So Soundcore. Um, I got the Soundcore frames from my friends over at Anchor, and the main reason why I wanted to test these out was. All these different like AR glasses and sunglasses, you know, audio sunglasses and stuff like that. I've always been really interested by them in them, but at the same time, I've been extremely hesitant. And the Soundcore frames kind of proved that I was right all along because, like, you know, you can wear these sunglasses when you're out, you know, driving around and listening to podcasts and everything like that. But what happens when you need to go into a store? Or what happens when you need to go inside somewhere else? You know, I, my mm-hmm. use case is obviously a store. But, like, what happens when you have to go inside somewhere? You can either, A, look like a D-bag walking around with a, with sunglasses inside. <laughs> or, B, as I put it, you know, you can look like a teenage girl by sticking up your, you know, your glasses up in your hair like this. And it's like, that's what I ended up having to do. And the, the problem is, is, like, you know... Soundcore sends you like, or they don't send you, but like you can buy any of these frames right. to go on these, and the, and it's fairly easy to transition them. You basically just pull the arm off and stick it onto the other the other thing. But the problem is, like, you don't want to do that when you're walking into Target. I was gonna say it <laughs> seems know? like a lot of work just to not have sunglasses when, like you said, you could just put them up on top of your head. 
Right, right. I mean, you look stupid when you put them up on your head, but, um, <laughs> but like, and say, but you know, I'm 44 years old, so I don't care if I look stupid. Also, uh, can you do? Do you look any less stupid when you're in your? Someone walks by and you're in your car going, putting right. the arms on new glasses. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's just you know, and and like that's that's the problem that they have that nobody has solved yet. Um, like Soundcore's frames are pretty decently priced. At, like they're like two hundred dollars. And you know each of these, um, each of these different, I guess, face plates or whatever you want to call them. They're like I want to say they go for like fifty bucks a piece. So you could get like one with clear lenses right. and one with uh, sunglasses if you wanted them. Kind of depends on your, you know, your particular use case. Me, I just have them as sunglasses. Um, but like then comes the time when I want to walk into a store and I'm like, you know, well, shoot, I have to take these off now. So like. Um, I did go to my optometrist and and ask them like how much it would cost to put in like transition lenses because you can do that like you can take you know this you could take any of these really and just right. you know take them right. there and say put transition lens but it was like with my insurance it was like 250 bucks and I'm like to buy a $200 set of eyeglass frames and then put another two hundred and fifty dollars worth of lenses in them, and then what? They, you know, I, I, they fall out of my pocket while I'm riding my bike, and that's like at least two hundred, if not four hundred dollars, right? Exactly. down the drain. So it's like, yeah, I just they haven't solved that problem yet, and I think what, I think what what Soundcore or somebody needs to do is like figure out a way to build transition lenses for less than like $250 you know if you mm -hmm. if they could have like one of these like let's say they had one of these face these frame faces for like a hundred bucks like maybe a hundred dollar premium over right. like what you would normally buy the frames for I could see that like that for $300 that would be a legit like a legit good product I think like they could also and, I would think partner with uh one of the online uh optical like like companies like that oh uh, like warby parker or warby parker like is that. the exactly was what i, was I don't even think, think that's the right name but it's something no, like warby that. parker because i've ordered is it is it okay before mm -hmm. <laughs> uh because really all you would have to to opt is just make sure that uh you know that whatever they're making is compatible with your um with the i guess the the, the earpieces in order yeah. to hook them on and that way you could actually get optical glass and with an option for um you know, to have sunglasses that are both maybe transition lenses, and then also um, that actually work if you need if you wear glasses on a on a yeah no basis, I mean, so yeah the other thing is you could put like prescription lenses into one of these things, and then like maybe like get a clip on sunglass or something like that because you know they make those and some of those don't look too bad. Um, you know, my wife uses those every now and then when she, cause you know, she wears prescription lenses mm -hmm. and so she doesn't have prescription sunglasses. So, um, you know, you know, she uses the clip-ons every now and then, but like we live in Chicago. So like the bright sunny days are, you know, a little bit less common than they would be like say in a Florida or something right, like that. Right. So like, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, you're right. There's an opportunity here and I'm not sure what the opportunity is, but, uh, but somebody needs to. I, I think the Warby Parker idea is a fantastic idea. Just offer them as like an option right. for the for the arms, and like you know that would be that would be pretty uh, that I, would be pretty I, baller. I think you just I, 
what you really need is just to continue if you're if you're anchor and uh, and sound core and continue to offer that same hookup right so that if you you mm -hmm. know two years down the road if they come out with a new version they're still compatible with the glasses that you paid for or something like that exactly exactly right. then you can just buy just buy the arms for you know 150 bucks or something like right. that mm -hmm. and you know get a new a new sound experience now um there's there's four different speakers on the uh on the earpieces so like there's one right in front of your ear there's one right behind your ear and the same on the other side and so like people can hear what you're listening to if they're like standing next to you like right. my son was riding in the car with me and he was like able to listen in on the podcast that i was listening to even when i turned on privacy mode that didn't help all that much um but all the same like and, and the, like the sound quality itself is rather hollow sounding um, because, you know, they're not enclosed. They're not going straight into your eardrums, right. you know, so you get like a lot of kind of like an open back headphone, but, you know, a little bit worse sound, sound quality um, because it is kind of a hollow sound. So it's great for podcasts, probably not as great. So if you're like a real audiophile, like a real music file and you want to like a music file is not a word, but if you wanted to like if you like really want to enjoy your music, then these are not the thing. But if you want to like drive along and listen to some tunes, that'll be fine, you know, I think. It, it, for that particular use case. You just need to know what you're getting going in. And so you're not going right, to get exactly. super heavy bass, you're not going to get, you know, a lot of you're not going to get really tight sound quality that you will from like a uh, Liberty, you know, Liberty Pro 3s, which, by the way, that's a review coming up this weekend. So, um, so I, uh, I think uh, yeah. it's just like with any product that has sort of a, a limited appeal in the first place. But, you know, just you, you definitely have trade-offs that you're making. You just have to understand what those are going in. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, but all the same, like, so the, the, the main question that I wanted, wanted answered was, has Soundcore solved this problem? The answer is no. And I think we can move on. <laughs> so, um, but, uh, and actually, uh, after, after we talked about that, we, uh, sat down with Russell Holly again, friend of the show, and it had been over a year since we'd last talked to him. So I thought I was kind of surprised by that. I didn't realize it had been that long, but, uh, we were talking about the metaverse and like that, that was one, that was one topic that like, I kind of knew going in, but at the same time, like going back and listening to it afterwards, um, there was so much that we didn't cover, <laughs> like because it's just such a huge, you know, it's such a huge concept, and it, like you it's know, it's a lot to unpack in one podcast. I would say, yeah, definitely. right. And and we and we touched on this very briefly, but like it occurred to me, you know, with all the reading that I've done about the about the metaverse, you know, after the fact or before the fact and after the fact, but like it it, it occurred to me, like you know, my son has been kind of living in the metaverse for the last couple of years now, just by hanging around in Fortnite. Like hmm. Fortnite is kind of a metaverse because it's got the weighted room where you can like hang out with your friends and you mm -hmm. have avatars and then you run around and shoot each other in the head, you know, because that's <laughs> that's what kids do these days. But like, and it's just it's such a nebulous concept, and I'm I'm a little bit I'm a little bit sad by what um, by what Russell was talking about, you know, pointing out that and it, this I I had never made this connection, so I'm glad that he he brought that up was like Apple really messed with Facebook's business model, 
you know, with Apple beating like the privacy drum and like asking oh, apps right. not to track, you know, between apps and stuff like that. So like denying Facebook that the wealth of data that Facebook could then use to turn around and, and, and give you ads. Now Facebook is like, okay, well then I guess we're going to have to control the hardware and we're going to have to control this narrative so that like we can just have whatever data that we want. And so that could be a large, and probably is, I should say, a large reason as to why Facebook is really pushing on this metaverse, you know, to get this... You know, to get this out well, there and to like, yeah. I mean, the question for since smartphones have kind of become a, a, a mature or a more mature market is, you know, what's next? Um, and for a long time, people said wearables, which I guess in, in part that would be part of what the metaverse, metaverse. is. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. And, and so, yeah, because they purchased Oculus and because they've basically been buying up uh, a ton of um, IP developers and developers. Uh, mm. They have such a huge uh, advantage right now. It seems like over any, any other company that wants to come into this space. I, yeah. I also think if you, if you look at them rebranding themselves as meta, this is kind of an aside, having listened to the, your conversation with Russell, I, I think this is something that you guys didn't really touch on. So I thought maybe I could offer it. And that's that. Yeah. Um, I think it's kind of similar to what Google has done with Alphabet in mm. that it's protecting themselves a little bit from um, f from government, the government, because the government right now is looking hard at Google, at Apple a little bit, a, a lot at Facebook and um, and other companies of that, of that ilk, right? Even Microsoft um, in terms of, of them having monopolies over mm -hmm. uh, the spaces within which they operate. And so if Facebook buries the actual like Facebook component of, of their company inside a larger, you know, rebranded conglomerate, then it becomes easier to bust them up and still maintain what they're doing, I think, mm -hmm. versus, which I think that's why Google in part did that with Alphabet. And so yeah. I, I think some of the rebranding of Meta, um, which is really, it's not, the metaverse is not just them. The metaverse, I think, is which, which I didn't even realize. I, I honestly had, had no idea what the metaverse was until I listened to y'all's conversation. Mm. But I do think it's it's a hedge to protect themselves from the I think what is inevitably going to be antitrust legislation, whether it's from the United States government or from Europe pushing pushing back against all of this. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, it's interesting, like, when you think about, like, Google and Alphabet and Facebook and Meta, can you imagine a world where Apple is not Apple? Like, no. where Apple has to, like, make itself, like, a sub-brand? Like, I, I can't even, like, I can't even picture that. Like, uh, you know, trying to, like, Apple trying to make, like, a... You know, like an iPhone business and a MacBook business and a, a music services business. Like, I right. can't even imagine, like, seeing Apple go through that kind of breakup, like, well, similar uh, to what Google and, and Meta have both done. I can't, and I think I think um, Apple has done their own hedge by, by adopting the sort of corporate stance of, you know, we don't sell your information, we don't use your information, that, that privacy thing that, they, that they've really... Um, yeah, you know, I, I think for one thing, it's 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 an it's an appeal that that has appeal to people who are privacy conscious. Um, mm -hmm. 
but yeah, I think that's also just if if they push that narrative enough, it may be enough to uh, prevent them from getting this some some uh, some of the hard looks that uh, the governments may because they and, and of course they don't have um, the breadth of services that um, and are not dominant in search and, and the like that that app that. Uh, the previously mentioned companies like Facebook and, and Google are, I think if there's any kind of um, government intervention with them, it's, yeah, it's probably going to be separating Apple's core business from, and like hardware business from the app store or forcing mm-hmm. them to open it up. That's, that's probably about as far as yeah. I could really go. Anyway, I know this is kind of, like I said, this was kind of an aside, but it was what, that's really what I was thinking about once I had listened to the interview, but it was a really good interview. And I, like I said, I honestly had never thought about like, it, when I think about, you know, having living so much of your life in like augmented or virtual reality, depending on what you're doing, it almost makes me think of like Second Life. Uh, yeah. Okay. That's, it's been a while aware, since like, we've referenced that, but <laughs> I mean, to me, that's yeah. like the original metaverse where you literally you have an avatar mm-hmm. and you're living, including there was there was like a digital currency and things that you could do yeah. with it. And I think it's still going. I think there's probably you know. Three people out there still living their lives in, in the second <laughs> right. life universe, but yeah. So I, I, I don't know. I don't, how do you how do you feel about this? To, to me, like as much as I love technology, I also like I I, I kind of draw lines in my life. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't mind Google using my information because I get returns on it that at least for now are are worth it to me. But at the same time, yeah, I also, uh, you know, really do try to. I've been living less of my life on social media being trying to live more in the moment. And so to me, like the idea of living in like the, the, a metaverse where I have, I mean, I can see, I can see the value of augmented reality as far as like wearing glasses, but it's also something Mm -hmm. that I can take off and leave behind. Right. But these, but like like kids that are growing up in this now or people, or, you know, people that are younger than us, who have kind of grown up in this in an always connected world may not feel that same way. So right, yeah. I think I think for me and and you're right. Like you and I are very different from what our children will do. Mm-hmm. Um, but like for me, I I see the metaverse as being kind of more of like a utility, like something that I can use and then decide to stop using. Like I don't think this is going to be like a continuous. You know, I don't think it's going to be like a continuous thing where like I'm getting like AR notifications and like wearing glass. I don't even see myself wearing glasses all the time. Like I couldn't, I, I, I can't imagine that. Now, it's it's interesting though, because, you know, just um, in the last couple of days, I'm like, you know, they usually say like Thanksgiving weekend, there's like nothing going on except for sales. Right. That's not actually true. I saw a couple of reports about... Um, um, some analysts, um, I can, I can't remember the, 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 the person's name, but their last name is Quo, like K-U-O. They're like one of the, the lead analysts that are mm. usually pretty spot on when it comes to like Apple predictions. And they were saying that, that Apple wants to replace the iPhone in the, ne- within the next 10 years with AR, with AR glasses. And that we're going to see... Um, supposedly we're going to see AR glasses as early as next year. Hmm. Um, but then the, 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 the idea is then to phase the iPhone out and phase these AR glasses in. And like, 
I don't know. I mean, that's that seems that's that seems very ambitious. And I'm trying to imagine a world in which Tim Cook says up on stage, "This is going to be our last iPhone." Ah, like well, I, I mean, I can you imagine that yeah, even being said? <laughs> like I can't. I can't wrap my mind around well, that. I, I have been saying for ten years that I really want. I can't see this. I'm, I'm, I've always been kind of a step behind that where I just have like one device for all my computing needs, which I can actually mm-hmm. see happening with ambient the power that you're able was the name of it. Ambient computing. Exactly. Or, or a continuous client, but yeah. then that, like that, which is two separate things. Right. But then the, with a combination of like wireless power, um, an OS that doesn't let just live in your phone because you're always cloud connected so that, you know, mm-hmm. you sit down at a console that has a monitor and then, and then what you had on your phone is then now here. It's now some, on your monitor. Right. That kind of thing. But uh, going to glasses just, just seems like a big leap to me. Like in yeah, terms but of- then, but then, you know, switching back to what Russell was saying, like, you know, you could, you could have a set of glasses that you can put a computer monitor anywhere you right. want it right. doesn't just have to be like sitting down at a computer monitor you can have a computer monitor in front of your couch you can have a tv that's a hundred inches wide in front of your couch and like it doesn't exist there it's just like you know it just only exists when you put on these glasses and then if you wanted to you know go into a more immersive world then you can take off those glasses and put on the headset and maybe like the meta gloves and stuff like that and you know he 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 was talking about and and it makes perfect sense like you know you're 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 wondering like are people going to want to buy these two distinct sets of devices for these two distinct use cases and he's like right. well yeah but when you think about it you don't need a thousand dollar tv anymore you don't need a thousand dollar phone anymore you don't need a thousand dollar computer system anymore so all you're gonna need are these like four hundred dollar glasses for your work life and then maybe like maybe a thousand dollars for your metaverse life you know when Hmm. you for your immersive life but like everything like from the pictures on your wall to the tvs in each of your rooms like you're not going to be sitting there staring at your phone you're just going to be looking at the virtual tv that you created in front of your face so yeah i can see that working but i think the social acceptance barrier is going to be huge either yeah yeah you're you're very right about that i just want you to imagine going out to a restaurant and be like hold on i've got to take this call and i'm miming putting on like a giant pair of or i've got to do some 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 freelance work real quick let me put on my goggles and then uh-huh. like black gloves and, and you're like as your food gets served to you and you're like you wanna... blindly reaching over to try to sip on a straw <laughs> you know i'll even take that a step further is um you know if, if you sit down at a restaurant with a date and like suddenly oh. your eyes are staring off over here, yeah, because you're like watching the football game or some crap, you know. And like you know, I think it's going to be one of those things where like if you're having a personal interaction yeah. with somebody, you better take those damn things off, or people are going to get pissed. And <laughs> and I mean, we we've already seen this with Google Glasses and and the light mm. that they had to, had to add to it to like people know that they were being potentially recorded and things like yeah. that. It's just yeah. there's a lot of stuff that um. You know, I think it's going to be almost like a generational thing where, or again, somebody's going to just have grown up and not necessarily with having used VR or augmented reality stuff, but they're they're so used to having technology being connected technology that 
integrate mm-hmm. it into their lives that this makes a lot of sense. I personally, I like the experience of like being around a display and as far as like consuming content, right? And like being able to discuss that with my family without having to like take off glasses. I don't know. It just, it, it, it doesn't seem like it offers something to me that's better uh, other than maybe like yeah. you were saying the cost side of it. So something to think about. Right. So, and, and yeah, and, and it's, it's, there's so much more that we can talk about this and oh, yeah. maybe we'll pick up a little bit on it. Um, maybe we'll pick up a little bit on it next month as well, because like, there's so much more that needs to be said about this. And like, you know, while you were talking, I thought of like four other points that I wanted mm-hmm. to make, but we can't do that because right now we have to do patron shout outs because that is what we do here on the benefit of a doubt podcast. So hello, $5 patrons. We have Zachary Palmer. Thank you very much, Zachary. We have Scott Brady, Scott. Thank you so much. We have Neil Wilson. Thank you very much, Neil. We have Mike Hahn, friend of the show, Bender Tube. Go check out his Lego building. I think he was just doing one the other day. Hmm. Um, it was was it, he's moved on from Batman. I don't remember what he was doing. Anyway, uh, Michael Kepper, Keeper. Damn it! Um, <laughs> thank you, Michael and Josh Stone. Thank you, Josh. Chaim, uh, thank you very much, Chaim and Cliff. For some reason, thank you very much. <laughs> Cliff. I, I, so, um, you're welcome. I that is never going to be not funny to me. <laughs> so just just so we're on the same page, that is never going to be. In fact, I, I imagine a time when like this podcast, you know, gets really huge, and like you know, we build on bring on a staff, and like you know, you're you're obviously still like co-founder, co you know, CTO or whatever, and you're still like a five dollar patron for the show. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, just forget about it, and then it's just it's still getting money coming in, right? Um, What's this anyway. PayPal thing or PayPal charge to <laughs> Patreon? So, and then, um, and then finally, this month, um, which uh, you know it's going to be airing tomorrow as we record this, but ten days ago as you listen to this. But we had I sat down with my neighbor, um, mm. you know, Marty uh, uh, Paroli, I think his name was. Pro- P- yeah, Paroli. I, I, could, I never ta- I never call him Paroli. I, the only reason I knew his last name was because he was on Facebook. Um, but but no, he's my neighbor. He lives across the street from me, and you know we've been you know talking back and forth about doing something like this like since the podcast launched. Um, but he owns a chain of gaming stores around the Chicagoland area called Gamers World, and like he he and I connected on kind of like another nerd level because you know he. He used to work for a company called Gamers Paradise, which I used to go to all the time um, in the Harlem Irving Plaza. Holla to the hip. Um, But um, and like even before Gamers Paradise, I used to go to the store called Games Plus. And it was um, like this was during my my big Dungeons and Dragons phase when I was, uh, you know, preteen, teen, high schooler. And um the thing about Games Plus was it was in it was in a suburb probably like 20 minutes from my house but like back in the day see you have to understand kids our parents didn't just automatically drive us everywhere we wanted to go we had to like have a really good reason to go there and Games Plus happened to be located between my house and my aunt Myrtle's house yeah. and so like the Four, five, six times a year that we would drive the epic half-hour trek out to my Aunt Myrtle's house. 
we would stop at Games Plus along the way <laughs> because it was like literally right on the way. And so that was the only reason we ever wanted to go to Myrtle's house. Sorry, Myrtle, rest in peace. Um, but like that was the big reason because we would go in there and we would buy the, you know, the latest Dungeons and Dragons books to come out or the the pewter figurines that we could take home mm. and paint badly. Um, <laughs> like that was like a real big, real big deal. And so like the fact that he owns like a chain of those stores was pretty awesome. So. Um, we uh, we got into a little bit of nerdery and geekery, and it was uh, it was a good conversation. Talked about some supply chain issues, and like you know, which was not a direction I was expecting that conversation to go. Hmm. My dogs were barking and whining the entire goddamn time, <laughs> and yeah. So future reference, if I ever do do an interview at, at my house again, it will be in my sun porch where the dogs won't even know that someone's over, but. <laughs> Man, I did honestly. I knew there would probably be some background noise. I didn't expect it to be that much. So, but you know what? Honestly, I just, I you know, I just did the initial. It was a, it was a rough edit, but I did an edit of it last night, um, just so you know, Cliff could have an idea as to what we would be talking about today. And honestly, like you know, as as anal as I am about background noises. It didn't bother me as much as I thought it would. And once you get into the conversation, it's fine. And if anything, it's just a little humorous because it's just that one dog that's whining. You can yeah. just tell it can see it. Please give me attention. Please. And that was the new guy. That was mm. the new guy that we just got. So, And there was one point I took this out of the interview, obviously. But, you know, my I live in a split-level house. So, like, we're in the basement. And, you know, a split-level house, basically, for those of you who don't know, you have, like, five or six steps mm -hmm. to go from, like, the basement to the mid-level and then, like, five or six more steps to go to the upstairs. Like, so, uh, so like, there is a an opening in the wall, like, at the floor level for the main level, but, like, kind of window height for the basement. And there's an opening in the wall to, like, just let light through, and there's, like, bars across it. But, the, but that dog was trying to climb through a lamp and through those bars... <laughs> Just to get to us, and like I stopped the interview, and I was looking. I'm like, that's not gonna end well. <laughs> so I had to like, um, I had to um, um, like just stop the interview for just a second and stuff a pillow in there so he couldn't get through. Um, and then like for the last five minutes of the interview, I just said, screw it. He's gonna start chewing on this gate. Let's just let him down here. So I like, I was like playing with him for the last <laughs> for the last five minutes of the interview. So anyway. Um, but yeah, so, uh, but yeah, we talked about like, you know, Dungeons and Dragons and, you know, trading cards and like just, and like the, one of the questions that I really wanted to ask was like, how do you fend off the big box stores? Right. Like for this niche stuff. And like the one answer is it's niche, but the other answer is, you know, he, he, he brought up a good point. He's like, we offer the kind of personal service that you're never going to get at a Target or a Walmart. You know, we've got people that walk in that say, oh, hey, Marty, how you doing? I'm looking for this, you know, Pokemon card. Right. And, oh, you know, I don't have that in, but you know what? I can special order one for you, and I'll call you when it comes in. You don't get that from, like, Target. It's, you know, if, I think at it's, Target, you're lucky if you get, like, do you have one of these in the back? You're lucky if they actually walk away from you before they come back and say no. I think it's kind of like uh, the way uh, comic book uh, stores are, are still staying alive in, in this era, right? Oh, I need to talk to a comic book shop owner. <laughs> you know what? I think Ryan's going to have a hookup for me there. I think I got to talk to Ryan about getting mm -hmm. me... 
getting me to talk to because that's a, like you're right it's another niche um mm-hmm. area that like you know major st- uh, you know big box I've, stores i've seen those kind of stores yet. combined before oh sure sure mm-hmm. definitely and like you know and when you go to his store it's a very eclectic combination of like really disparate type of stuff like because you've got the pokemon you've got the dungeons and dragons you, you've got that kind of stuff that you expect but you know you've also got like poppets like my daughter loves going there because right, he's right, got right. like the poppets and he's got like you know baseball me- memorabilia and football memorabilia mm-hmm. there like he's got a couple of photos of you know, like, like the cubs winning the world series and i'm like that's pretty cool. Hmm. Wouldn't expect. I mean, I wouldn't expect that to find it a gaming store, but you know, it, it's kind of cool. And so it's just, it, you know, it's like it's what you got to do to like, you know, just cater to as 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 wide an audience as you can. I totally get that. It was really interesting to me actually because I I did collect uh, basketball trading cards back in the early '90s until probably the like '90 from like '80 90 to '94 and. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that he basically said, which is so true, and I and I kind of knew it, but um, basically the fact worthless. that basically because they were that was like when it was like mass production of whether it was baseball, mm-hmm. football, or basketball. Yeah, I, you just and I even have like a relatively rare card. So, but it, it's still it's like I think when it when it came out and it was like in the scarcity it was at a certain point it was like three hundred and something dollars, which to me when I was like fourteen I was like. <gasps> And now I think it's worth like yeah. thirty five if you go look at a Beckett basketball monthly. <laughs> no, so like I've got an autographed Andre Dawson rookie card, mm, nice. which I think should because I mean that was like seventy six. Yeah. This is rookie card, I think rookie year seventy in the seventies. So like, and it's autographed. So like, I think that's gonna have some stuff. And I believe I have a Mark Grace autographed card somewhere, like an autographed rookie card somewhere so like yeah i've got a couple of things that could potentially pull in some bucks right um but like you know obviously cub centric because that's how i roll um but uh, and i think i had a um i have a mark mcguire us usa baseball team card which Hmm. was technically his rookie card because the usa baseball team was one year before his rookie debut in the league Mm -hmm. so like at the time i know a lot of people considered that to be his rookie card yeah i don't know if that's still the case but um i've got those somewhere i honestly don't know where they are i do know i have them but they're in a box somewhere and so like same thing with me in my house so you know i have all those storage buildings out there they're out there Somewhere. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. But so. to me, what was interesting, just as an aside, when talking about, and I, I told you before the podcast, I only got to listen to about half of that of, of the audio that you shared with me. Yeah. But, um, yeah, yeah. I don't know if you guys discussed NFTs specifically in trading. Cards. Oh no, not not even not even touch. Didn't so, even touch it. But just <laughs> it's actually something I purchased uh, because there, there is a company called um, NBA Top Shot that is doing okay. NFTs like NBA trading cards. And there's a whole market uh, where you, you, really? and they come out with like specific packs that you actually can really? pop a pack open digitally and then it just pops up. Yeah, it's really interesting. So huh. I'm not going to invest a whole lot of money into it, but because I mean that the packs can be two hundred dollars plus, depending on you know like how special sure. they are. But then I I technically can go and and sell them. So it's just it is interesting huh. that that's how it's kind of transitioning to. I don't know, it, you know how long yeah. or if, if it's something that's permanent but um you know that's i i could see that kind of uh, nfts are just 
it's it's kind of like the metaverse to me. I'm just kind of like on the outside looking in, like mm, that's interesting. I'm not sure what it's all about, but maybe with this, I actually like you know spent a few bucks and and bought some just because you you just don't know you know what what something is going to be worth ten years from now. It could be nothing, so we'll see. Yeah. Well, and and this coming weekend, actually, uh, I'm I'm talking about a company like in the news rundown. I'm talking about an NFT company that is going like trying to start basically what amounts to a music label as an NFT company. So that the idea is they want to give a lot more control and frankly a lot more money to the artists and less to the label because like so much of music these days is digital. Right. Like you know they're not printing CDs anymore. They're not shipping these CDs to stores anymore. You know, it's basically like digital music and touring is is basically where artists right. are getting their money. And like it's still, despite the fact that there's very little overhead to actually making a music album these days, music labels are still collecting like 80% of an artist's oh, yeah, salary, absolutely. you know. Touring and it's is ridiculous. where all the money is. And so this company is trying to use NFTs to, and like I thought there was an interesting way, uh, interesting potential to like, you know, have an artist make a new song and just sell the nft of that new song like you can put it out on the internet to be downloaded for free but like only like a thousand people will be able to own this right, song right. you know they're that's not actually that's not what they're doing <laughs> they're actually doing something else where they hmm. like i don't know give away nfts and like you can get one of the nfts and like you can get a per, a percentage of the royalties or something it was it's really weird how they're doing oh, it but so they're almost doing it like a kickstarter kind of thing where you get a certain you can, percentage yeah like of, a crowdfunding like a kind of thing so hmm. uh, yeah it's it's kind of weird but um anyway so you're one of those people that bought an nft good to know uh but uh it's yeah so i mean there. nfts are something we're gonna have to keep an eye on obviously right. But they're not really a thing. Okay. Anyway, I'm coming up against my hard stop, and I know Cliff is uh, wants to get going. He's got he's got a whole weekend worth of stuff to go. So we're gonna go ahead and wrap things up here for the Doubting Thomas monthly recap for November of 2021. And I can't believe we only have one month left in this year. That is just so crazy, and it's just kind of blowing my mind a little bit. But, Me too. Uh, yeah. So the next time, or as you hear this, I should say, I will be gainfully employed through Digital Trends. So that's where all my writing is going to be. Uh, so, you know, digitaltrends.com. And I, I don't know what my profile is going to be because I think everything's changing now that I'm a freelancer. Um, but yeah, just, you know, dead technology on Twitter. So check that out. <laughs> I'll probably be doing a lot of uh, shameless self-promotion there. And of course, you can uh, find Cliff at Clifton M. Thomas on the Twitters. And uh, yeah, coming up next month, it's going to be a weird month. Um, we've got... Um, We've got uh, David Ruddock is coming on to talk about Esper and what he does. And, um, yeah, that dude can talk. Uh, but anyway, um, so he's coming on to talk about Esper and what they're doing over there. I've got a review of a Lenovo laptop coming up in the uh, middle of the month. And then we've got our last uh, Beyond a Doubt this coming month when we're going to have Ricky Villacrez oh, nice. on as a kind of like, a, and the reason I wanted to get him was because like he was there for the end of the year podcast last year. 
So I figured it was like a nice way to bookend 2021. Mm. Um, that will not be the last episode that you hear that year, but that'll probably be the last episode that we record for 2021 because we're going to have a couple of, we're going to have the Doubting Thomas monthly recap, and then we're going to have a special edition of the Doubting Thomas yearly recap in December of 2021. So it's going to be, it's going to be a crazy month with a very odd release schedule. So, um, try to keep up, you know, subscribe in your podcast player. Um, oh, and one other thing this coming weekend, but you'll again, 10 days ago, but if you haven't gotten in your entry for the contest, yes. for the for the giveaway, Lenovo uh, hooked us up with a few uh, fun little devices. Nothing like mind blowing, but still, we got some cool stuff that you know maybe you can get for free. And then I'm sorry once again that this is U.S. only um, and Canada only. I can I can open up Canada too. I was looking at shipping rates, but like seriously, anywhere else in the world, it's insane. Um, but especially right now. But, yeah, so, but uh, U.S. and Canada, um, if you leave a review for this podcast, take a screenshot of it and send it to contest at benefitofthedow.com. So that will be one entry. And uh, once again, take a screenshot of a review that you have left for this podcast. It can be on Apple. It can be on Podcast Addict, it can be on Podchaser, and it can be on CastBox, I, th- I believe is the last one. Um, so any of those four places, leave a review for the podcast, take a screenshot of it, send me the screenshot at contest at benefitofadoubt.com. That is one entry. All patrons automatically have one entry because they don't have to do anything. They don't even have to do anything to enter this po- contest, but if you're a patron and you take a screenshot of a review... That's two entries. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to take all these entries. I'm going to do a, use a random number generator. And whatever random number comes up, uh, bingo, bango, it's going to be yours. So we have a Lenovo tablet. We have a Lenovo smart clock. We have a Lenovo um, multi-device mouse. And we have a Lenovo uh, wireless keyboard. So check those, uh, you know, you, if you want to try to win those, we're going to run the podcast uh, we're going to run the contest through the month of December. So like December, it won't be December 31st cause I'll be at the magic kingdom on December 31st, but shortly thereafter, when I get home, I will, I will run the, uh, the random number generator and announce the winners probably on the next Doubting Thomas monthly recap. Not the next one, because that'll be December, but for like maybe the one for January or something, we'll do that. So that'll also be in the midst of CES because I just, you know, I can't just do one crazy thing. I got to do a lot of crazy things all at once because that's how I roll. But anyway, so contest at benefitofadoubt.com. Leave a review for this show. Take a screenshot. Send it to that email address. You get an entry and maybe you can win something neat. And I'm sorry it's U.S. only and Canada only, but, man, it just costs so much to to ship anywhere, like literally anywhere else in the world. So um, maybe one of these days I can do a contest like going up to MWC where I can just mail it from MWC. <laughs> so, like I can just, you know, uh, I can open up to Europe because if I mail it from Barcelona, it's not nearly as expensive. <laughs> So, um, but anyway, so yeah, that's, uh, that's what we're doing. And so that's going to be my contribution to my listeners for your uh, happy holidays to you. And, and, and also 
happy holidays to everybody because yes. like you know we've got we've got a number of different holidays coming up maybe you celebrate maybe you don't and if you don't happy december because this year's almost over and so it's almost time for new year's eve which is fun too so anyway i've been rambling for a long time so this is the part where i'm just going to wrap everything up and i'm going to thank you for listening and as always for giving us the benefit of the doubt